morning. morning. How are you guys doing? We are well. That's awesome. Um, oh, okay. Babes is like going ahead today. I'm joking. <laughs> um, so it really is an honor to bring the word to this morning. Uh, it was going to be last week, but you know, the Lord has other plans sometimes. Sometimes so do our bodies. So <laughs> here we are. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of interacting today. Um, and uh, the first slide is up, right? And the first question is, what do all these people have in common? The people that you see. Okay, they're working, they've got jobs. They're alive. <laughs> okay, okay, should we go to the next one? They're serving, okay. Okay, these are, these are really good, guys. They have purpose. Mm, that's, that's a good one. Even I didn't see that one, Abs. <laughs> um, okay, basically, go to the next one. Okay, and what do we, what do all these people have in common? They're, they're smiling. They're famous leaders, influencers. Okay, wow. Okay, well done, guys. You guys should give yourself a hand clap. <laughs> Right, so these are all people that we are familiar with, right? People that we know and see, and um, they are influential in their different spaces, right? We've got a couple of presidents. This is the mayor of Peter Maritzburg, guys, if you didn't know, next to Michael Jackson and Donald Trump. Né? So I'm educating you guys here a little bit as well. Um, <laughs> um, right, so we've got you know people in the um, entertainment, um, presidents, Kings, um, actors, actresses, actually, um, news anchors, right? And these are all people that we see and know um, and are leaders in different spheres. Um, but I want to ask you guys this is so fun. What is leadership? Anyone else except Stella, who's clearly read through my sermon. <laughs> so when you think leadership, what do you think of? Yes. That's good. Someone who hears what God has to say and helps others do the same. Awesome. That's really good. Anyone else? Yes. Influence. That's really good. Anyone else? Someone who listens to others' opinions, not just themselves. Mm. That one's, hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, guys. Um, right. Ah, right. You had um, 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 Hitler, right? He was a leader. You have Trump, he's a leader. Um, and they were, well, <laughs> Thou shalt, right? Um, but yeah, I feel like Stella, Stella um, and Helen sort of just took it out of me, right? Let's think about leadership as servanthood, right? And so that's where we're going to be sort of taking this morning's um, sermon from, right? Um, who we think of leadership being servanthood. And the really cool thing is, is that like, if we think about leaders as people who serve, then it begs to say that we can all be leaders, right? Somehow. 
right? If our hearts, if all of our hearts is to serve, then we're all leaders. Amen? Okay, so um, <laughs> I'm a bit of a reluctant leader, um, and I'm, I don't want to say I'm proud to say it, because it really is not something to be proud of. Um, but it's like I, I lead because it's a necessity, right? And not because my heart is necessarily to lead. Um, and I was like, okay, Lord, so who are we looking at in Scripture? Um, and the person God showed me was Moses. So we're going to be looking at the story of Moses a little bit. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and, um, and see what we can learn from his life. But first, let me pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord. Um, thank you, Father, that it is for now. Um, and that you're going to be speaking to each individual this morning. Um, I pray, Father God, that you would ignite something in our hearts and ignite something in our spirits, Lord God, and, and that we would see you the way that you see us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So I've titled the sermon, The Succession Plan. Um, and I don't know how many of you guys know what that looks like, right? In the business world, it, so it speaks about like when, say, the, next, the current CEO is looking to step down. And so they're trying to make a plan about who's coming in next, right? And they're identifying those people, training them up, you know, giving them uh, the work for, so that when they come into the space of now leading, it'll be easier for them to do so. Um, so we're going we're gonna to see how Moses did this. Um, and we're going to start from reading from the book of Exodus. So if we could all open from Exodus 3. Um, I'll just read from the screen. <laughs> When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I've heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I'm aware of their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, and the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, out of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they'll ask me, What is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Amen. Um, so, being a reluctant leader myself, um, I, I feel like 
I've been like Moses many times before the Lord, right? When God has said to me, hey, I'm, I, I'm calling you to this place, right? I'm calling you to do this. And I'll ask God, are you sure that there's no other person in the space that I'm in? I feel like um, there are people here at church who are older than me, who've been at this for longer, they are wiser, they know, Lord, they know. Me, I'm just, I'm just here, you know. Um, but there's a thing, and, and Pastor Jacques mentioned this last week, that God has called each of us to purpose, right? He doesn't make mistakes when he makes us. When he's, when he's calling you out into something, he wasn't, he didn't know who Moses was. Like, he knew exactly who Moses was, and he knew what Moses was capable of, even when Moses... Um, might not necessarily have known at that point in time. But when God calls you guys, can we, can our answer and response be yes? Even when we are scared and we don't know, and we don't know what it looks like. And I love, I love the fact that, I love that Moses asked questions. Because like I said, even me, I'm like, Lord, maybe somebody else can, what do I say? What do I do? What do I do? How do I respond to the questions that I have? And God, Moses asked, like, what, what will I say to them? Like, when, when, when I appear to them, what do I say? Who do I, who do I say sent me? And God always has answers for our questions. The question is, do we know who to ask when we have those questions, right? Are we going to God to ask those questions? Are we going to, my mom plays a very vital role in my life. So do I, do I go to my mom and be like, mom, I feel like God has said this. What do you think, right? Or when people have, or when people have, are, are trying to call us out, right, and be like, hey, I see this in you. Do we go to another person and be like, hey, do you see this in me? Or do we go to God first to confirm? Be like, Lord, is this what you've said about me? Have you called this in my life? Is this a gift that I have from you? Or are they just, are we, are we asking other people who um, are our peers, which is valid, right? It's valid to, to ask your friends, be like, hey, this is what I saw, this is what, um, I don't know, Apostle Jenny said to me about me. Um, but do we go to God first? Because that should be our first response, to go to God and ask Him, right, and not ourselves, because also we could lie to ourselves. So there are things that we don't know about ourselves that God's called us, called us to or called us for. So, um, okay, so eventually Moses, like, Moses also says, yo, Lord, me, I can't speak. Has anyone responded that way? If like someone has, oh, I see some nods when they're like, ah, me, I, I'm not good at talking in front of people. I've responded that way as well. So we're in good company, guys. <laughs> we're just like, I don't, I'm not really good at talking. I like, I don't even know what to say. Um, and you know what's funny is that like, <laughs> when Moses said this, God was like, you know what? There's your brother Aaron and he will talk on your behalf, right? Um, and as Moses went back to Egypt to speak to the Israelites and um, to tell them what God had said, firstly, they all believed him, right? So his first question of, uh, they don't even know me, what are they going to say? They believed him. And then secondly, he did a lot of the talking. So it's like, Aaron is here, but it's like, why? Aaron, why are you here, bro? Like, what, are you, what, what are you actually doing? Right? Um, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, so God empowers us to do the work that he's called us to, 
right? He will empower you, he will give you the words, um, he will give you the courage and the boldness to speak and say what he said. Moses was the one who kept going to Pharaoh himself and he was like, hey, Pharaoh, this is what God has said. And like, that was the interaction. He actually had the interaction with, with Pharaoh himself. It wasn't other people. Um, I mean, Aaron was there, guys. Don't get me wrong. Aaron was actually there. Um, um, but, it, but it was Moses who did a lot of the work, the work that he said he wasn't able to do. Um, and it also just, it really is a reminder of, like, God doesn't make mistakes. When he's calling you to something, um, and when he's calling, like when he's calling you out and is and is instructing you to do something, he's not doing it because like you don't. There's there's nothing in you that is able to do that, right? Um, but he's in you. Right? The Holy Spirit is in us to equip us and to to help us bear witness. Amen. So the Israelites, um, okay. Pharaoh and Moses have these conversations and then eventually, um, I mean, God does all these other things with the locusts and stuff. Um, and Pharaoh eventually is like, okay, you know what, Moses, take your people, go, right? And so the whole nation of Israelites, guys, I, I need us to think about like how many people it actually was. Like it wasn't just a hundred people. It was millions of, like, can you imagine a nation, Southern, South Africa, that is a nation. Well, yes. Um, like, <laughs> it's like the Zulu kingdom. How many Zulus exist? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right? But it's a whole nation of people. Like, at, this, at the start of the story of, of um, Moses, like, it actually talks about how um, when after there had been millions, there are millions of people who stayed in Egypt at this time who had been enslaved by Pharaoh. Millions of people, millions, um, and and so these are the these are the people that Moses is now leading, and you know we are people and we are flawed and it's 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 how we are because of the fall, yes, but you know as they're moving out of Egypt to the promised land that now God has called them to, right? Um, they're obviously going to be disputes and issues that come up that now need to be solved, right? Um, and, and these all need to be addressed. Now, I don't know how much, well, actually I do, because the Bible really talks about how, how much leadership Moses had done in the past. Um, but now he's like, he's not leading 10 people, like he's leading like lots of people, right? Um, but for the most part, he's doing it alone. Um, and he, his father-in-law, yes, Moses had, was married with kids, his father-in-law comes to visit him. And while visiting, um, his, his father-in-law sees Moses doing the solving of people's problems. And um, so we're going to go to Exodus 18 quickly. And we're going to see what his uh, father-in-law said. <clears throat> So the next day, Moses took a seat to hear the people's dispute against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. Can you imagine the whole day? This is all he's doing, morning to evening. Every day, the whole day. Um, like, did Moses have time for other things? Like, did he have a social life? Can you imagine? That's all he's doing. 
Anyway. <laughs> no, guys, I'm just like, I would be so stressed every single day. Like, this is all you're doing. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so when Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, which was good. Can I just say, it was good that he was doing this. It was necessary that he was doing this. Um, what are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God, when a dispute arises, they come to me and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give, give them his instructions. This is not good, Moses' father-in-law ex exclaimed. You're going to wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. So before we continue, I want to just, I'm going to ask us to do a little thing. How many people here actually consider themselves a leader? Just a little. Well, this is really, well, some people are unsure, <laughs> right? OK, this is awesome. With the spaces, in the spaces that you are leading, is it, are you doing too much? Right. Are you doing too much? Sure. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> right. Jethro, Jethro is Moses' father-in-law's name. Jethro saw what Moses was doing. He's like, it's good that you're doing it, right? It's necessary and you're helping the people that you are, that you are meant to serve. So it's good. But are you doing too much? And what are you doing about that? Come on. Okay, it goes on to say, now listen to me. This is still Jethro speaking. And let me give you a word of advice. And may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. Teach them God, God's decrees and give, give them his instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives, but select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Yo, listen, Jethro should have been alive now, hey? <laughs> listen, <laughs> appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,150 and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters to themselves, the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures, and all these people will go home in peace. Personally, I feel called out. Um, <laughs> because sometimes we, sometimes we, uh, we feel like we're the only ones who can do what needs to be done. Um, and, and the thing is, the people who we are looking to serve, are they all going home in peace? There's a, there's a version that says, um, and everyone will be satisfied, right? So the people that we are trying to serve, right? the people we are trying to lead, but we're hogging all the work. Um, are we actually helping them? 
Okay. <laughs> um, and and the thing that like Jethro points out is that you it's 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 not sustainable for you to be doing all the work. It's not sustainable. You are going to be doing this every day, all day, but all the people that you are trying to serve are not actually going to be served at the end of the day. For people who are needing things solved today, are you actually able to see them today? Or are you, is, is the list too long that they like right at the end of the list um, with their problems? So um, what Jethro points out is that leaders need help. Um, it does not serve yourself. It does not serve the people that you are serving to do all the things that you are doing. Um, and it's good for you to delegate. Can I just say, guys, I'm preaching this to myself too. Like, <laughs> it's good to delegate. Um, so, delegate. Um, and we're going to look at what that looks, looks like just now. But I, I also want to point out that um, Jethro was, was a voice of reason um, to Moses. So as much as like Moses had God who was telling him what to do, obviously, always, right? Um, but God brought someone who would bring in good, sound advice to Moses. And so for those who are leading, which is all of us, who has access to you? Like who's speaking life into your life? Who's giving you sound advice, yeah. wisdom? Um, who's your mentor? Um, and... And like what they speak, is it from God? Is it just because also there is like just human wisdom because people have lived life there. And that's good too. We need that as well. Jethro goes and he speaks about the four eyes, right? So can we, right? Um, and we're gonna be looking through the scripture and what this looked like. So he first said, so four eyes are ident identification, so select people. That's what he, the scripture says. It says, select capable people. And so that means that there is a, a requirement for you as the person who is going to now start delegating more to identify, be on the lookout. Who is capable? Who is able to do, do this? And we're going to look at what, what the people who are capable um, start to look like. Um, but it's identify those people. And then it says, teach them the Lord's decrees, right? Um, so that, is, that speaks of impartation. Um, sorry, please go back to the scripture. Um, it says, impart, right? Teach them God's decrees um, and, give them in, and give them his instructions. So with people, right? And this is... What's really cool about this is that like, it could be in the context of the faith, right? Um, but these are principles that we can be using at home with the children, of which I still have none for now. <laughs> um, but it could be in our friend friendship circles as well, right? It could be at work, whatever work, work looks like for you. Um, teach them uh, the, Lord's, the Lord's decrees give them his instructions, show them how to conduct their lives, yeah. appoint them as leaders, give them the job, tell them this is what you do, and then let them do it. 
the other thing is, I hope that we're seeing this also as like a discipleship thing. I don't know if you guys are seeing it, right? Teach them God's decrees, give them his instructions, show them how to conduct their lives. Doesn't that not ring of discipleship to you? Where you're trying to show people how to look like Jesus so that they can live like Jesus and lead like Jesus. So Moses does what the Lord's told him to do. I mean, what uh, Jethro had said he should do. Um, And it works out. It's wonderful. Um, and, um, And then, you know, they continue on their journey to the promised land. And on the way, something happens. Moses decides, I'm going to be disobedient to God. And the unfortunate consequence to that is that he can now not enter into the promised land. Um, and and it's, it's, it's so beautiful, his response, right? Um, in Numbers 27, we're reading a lot of scriptures this morning. In Numbers 27, verse 15, this is now after God had just told Moses that, hey, you're no longer going to be entering the promised land. He says, O Lord, you are the God who gives breath to all creatures. Please appoint a new man as leader for the community. Give them someone who will guide them wherever they go and will lead them into, the, into battle so the community of the Lord will not be like a sheep without a shepherd. What a humbling response. Me, I would have been like, ah, but Lord, come on, man. We've been doing this for so long. It was just one thing. Um, you know, um, that's all I would have just completely run away from the Lord. But Moses stays in communion with God, firstly. Um, and his response is like, I actually understand the situation. Um, and that's fine. Almost like, I don't need to enter the promised land as long as your people have someone to lead them and who will lead them well. Um, and, will, and, and, and he says, God, appoint someone. Like, who, who are you wanting to lead your people into the promised land? Um, and he's like, people who are going to guide them, who are going to help them fight a battle. And um, God responds, as he always does. Um, the Lord replied, take Joshua, son of Nun, who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Present him to Eliezer the priest before the whole community and publicly commission him to lead the people. Transfer some of your authority to him so the whole community of Israel will obey him. And, and I'd like for us to see that Moses went to God so that God would help him identify someone to lead, right? Yeah. And God tells him, this is the person. And then he says, um, he has a spirit in him um, and lay your hands, present him to the priest, publicly commission him to lead, um, transfer some of your authority, impart, instruct, um, in, have him intern, so have him do the job. Um, and, and so even, even the, the, the oh, English this morning, <laughs> um, the, 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 the thing of identify, impart, instruct, internship um, that Jethro had taught, we see even God saying, yes, this is how you do it, right? You identify, you impart, you instruct, and then you have them do the job. Um, and I really want to believe that, you know, as Joshua started um, being 
Moses' second in command. Um, in, in Joshua, it talks about, I think it's in Joshua, it talks about how he was Moses' assistant. Um, but if you can imagine just where Moses was, Joshua was, right? As Moses was, Joshua was also there. Um, and he was being instructed and taught. Um, and, and we see Joshua then coming into leadership in, in the book of Joshua, like just chapter one. And we see him coming into leadership and God speaks to him. And he says, everything that Moses taught you, like all the decrees that I had for you that Moses said, th that's what I want you to continue doing. And so I, I imagine that even as Moses was leading and, and he was showing Joshua what to do, I feel like he was also teaching him how to hear the voice of the Lord. And, and so the people that we are leading, are we teaching them how to hear God's voice for themselves? I don't know what that looks like in your context, right? But I, I, I'm hoping even in the discipleship space, like that's something that we are being intentional about doing, teaching people to hear the voice of the Lord for themselves. So that when God speaks and he's like, hey, this is the baton, continue the race, we're able to be like, oh, that's actually God speaking, and then we run. Like Joshua's response wasn't, who is speaking to me? Oh my goodness. It was like, okay, Lord. And then he instructed people on what to do, right? Are we praying for the next generation? Like, are we, are we actively speaking into, like, the spaces that we're at? Like, whether you are, I, I feel like all parents generally pray for their kids. So I'm not going to use that example. <laughs> um, but if you're a teacher, are you, are you praying for the people coming into your space? Um, are, you, are you praying for uh, the new doctors coming in, the people who are interning at your workspace? Um, it says, you know, he, he asked God to appoint someone, um, and he was like, he was intentionally seeking for the next year, like the, the years to come. Yeah. Are, we, are we only focused on the now, or are we actually thinking about what happens when I'm not here 10 years from now? What happens when I'm not here 50 years from now? Like, will what we are trying to build continue? Or will it end with me? I hope that's, that's not your hope, that it ends with you. Like, I think of like business people, um, the, the thing that they try to do in general is that they're, they're looking into 10 years from now, or when I'm no longer working here, will what I'm doing now be sustainable for them? Right? Um, what legacy are we leaving? Um, so when you move on to just Moses, Moses passes away, right? And then Joshua now steps in to, to take that place of leading the Israelites to the promised land. And the season in which Moses and Joshua were leading were very different from, from each other, right? Um, and like when Joshua came, it was like, it's battle time. Um, and, um, and, and she led and, and they would fight battles and all of these things. But the way, the way in which they led was different. I mean, it was necessary for the seasons that the, the Israelites were in. Um, um, and like, I was just thinking about how uh, we have really great leaders here, right? Amen. Hi, oh, guys. <laughs> I didn't give them a <laughs> So we have great leaders here. 
um, and I'm not just talking about Pastor Jacques and Jenny um, or Sue and Awonke, like leaders across the board, right? We have people who lead um, in, in worship and in band, um, and it's like all these different spaces, like in, in, at prayer, like they are, these are all people who lead in the different spaces. Um, and what's really cool is that no one leads the same. Like, the way Oni leads is so different from the way that Pastor Jacques leads, the way that Einstein leads, the way that Awonke leads. It's so different um, because they're leading in different spaces, but also um, I would imagine that they, they're leading in different like, ways and seasons. Um, so the way that we were being led by, I'm trying to think, a Zinzi um, will be different from like the season that we're in, we were in then is different from the season that we're in now. Um, and, and so the job of the leader who's leading people there is that the people that you are imparting to, you're not trying to make them mini use. They're not supposed to look like you, right? They look like what God said they look like. So our job is to um, help them hear from the Lord, call out the gifts that they have from the Lord. Moses didn't try to make Joshua a mini hymn. Um, he just looked to equip Joshua and to call out the leader in Joshua. And I feel like I've been really speaking to the leaders now. But we are, there are also people who are being led. I'm being led, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, so what's my responsibility? I'm just out here chilling. Like, I have nothing to do in this whole situation. Um, but that's not true. Um, in in um, Pastor Steve Marrell's book, so he's uh, one of the founders of our movement, the book, The Multiplication Challenge, he calls us, calls, he names the types of people who are being led, right? What we should look like. And he says these are faith people, people of faith. I mean, obviously, yes, have faith. But more than that, be faithful, right? In the space that you're in, are you faithful? Are you faithfully doing the things that you've been asked to do, faithfully showing up, right? Are you available? Like, and I'm not, this doesn't mean that you must now be available 24-7, like when I, every day at midnight you are there, at one o'clock in the morning you are there. No, um, but are you available to serve, right? Are you available to, to attend things, to grow, to learn? Are you involved? Um, this one's hard because it's like, mm, we're not saying guys be there for everything. Right? But when you're saying show up and show out, just like be involved, yeah. do stuff. Yeah. Um, know the people that you're, you're, you're with or around. Are you yeah. teachable? This one's hard. <laughs> um, when Pastor, Pastor Steve talks about it, he speaks about um, people being able to be corrected. Like, can you be corrected? Like, when you are doing things and it's not 100%, like, are you, are you humble enough to hear people correct you and say, hey, you could have done this better and be like, thank you for that. And then you do it better the next time. Yeah. Or do you not want to hear what other people have to say? Where now you are just the best at what you do and like no one can say anything to you about what you are doing. It's like the, the way that I teach is the best way that teachers could ever teach and I will not listen to any other way of teaching and J. 
like, I'm so good at what I do. Um, but like, uh, that's not really being teachable, right? That's not really being humble enough to be like, I will try what you're saying. If it doesn't work, that's okay, right? But at least I tried. Um, but not just that, <laughs> but are you, are you teachable towards the Lord? Because yeah. like sometimes, guys, like the Lord will call you out now, and people won't know that you're being called out by the, by the Lord. But are you obedient in being like, okay, Lord, you're calling me out in this, and I'm hearing you, and I repent, and um, how should I do this moving forward? Lastly, are you hungry? Are you hungry to grow? Or are you just content with where you're at again? My teaching is like the best, the best way to teach. And there's no room for me to do other things and to explore other methods of teaching. It's this or nothing else. Um, but there's so much more that is around, right, for us to learn how to do, that we can learn how to do better. Are you hungry to grow? Are you, are you invested in your growth? Um, or are you always expecting someone else to be saying, come, come now, Rachel, let's go. I'm not saying it's you, Rachel. <laughs> come now, Rachel, let's go. Mm. So for those who, you've, I, those, those who are like Moses, who've already identified people, right, to lead, yeah. How are, you, how are we looking to train those people up? How are we, are we, are we, are we seeing that they're faith people and are we imparting um, and, and um, helping them actually do the job? Are we instructing? Um, but for those who are being led, which is still all of us, because we fall in both, both categories, right? Are we, are, we, are we leaning in to being faith people, right? Yeah. Are we showing up and, and, and stepping up? So what happens if we aren't raising godly leaders? Um, when we're not passing on the baton. So I'm going to read a scripture here. It's not on the screen. Um, but it's from Judges. Um, and this is now after Joshua had now passed away and his generation was gone. And what they hadn't done is that they hadn't told the next generations about who God was and what God had done. They hadn't shared the Lord's decrees and laws with them and instructions. So Judges 2 verse 10 says, After that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight and served the images of Baal. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They went after other gods, worshipping the gods of the people around them, and they angered the Lord. Verse 15 says, Every time Israel went out to battle, the Lord fought against them, causing them to be defeated, just as he had warned, and the people were in great distress. If we're not teaching people how to lead in the way, with, to lead with servant hearts, um, but also like teaching them the Lord's decrees and laws, um, that's what we're, we're saying we're okay with happening. Like we're okay with having the world be in shambles, basically. Right? Yeah. Um, and we know that Jesus is the answer for all things. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you. I'm just like, oh, guys, do you believe it all? It's just a statement. No, Jesus is the answer for all things, right? He's the answer for us having um, leaders who don't get bribes, like who are just not about the bribes. Uh, we're about, uh, it's about Jesus being the answer to injustices, right? Um, and, and so if we're not raising people who are going to lead in the way that God is wanting us to lead, then that's what we're saying we're okay with. We're okay with the next generation not knowing God, not serving God, not leading in God's way. And is that what we want? It's not. I, it's definitely not what I want. Because what that also means is that your children, for, for those who love kids, that's the world that your children are going to be living in. And the, your grandchildren, right? That's what we're saying. So for the people who think that I'm not, I'm not a leader here at the church, so it's okay, what you're saying doesn't really apply to me. Um, I don't have any influence. All the lies. That's what that is. It's all the lies, right? Lies, lies. Everything, everywhere lies. Uh, these principles are for everywhere. Um, and you could, you could have influence in your family, in, at work. Um, and also, like, the, the idea that, like, you must, you must be known and have, like, a title to lead. It's not true, guys. Like, you can lead and not be known, right? You are infiltrating slowly underneath over there, right? So that the change can, can, can be bigger. Amen. So also, this is a scripture I feel like we all know now to show that actually we're all called to lead in some way, right? Um, but we're going to read, we're going to read from Mark 16 first, and then, and then we'll go to the one that we all know. So Mark 16 says, uh, so this is after Jesus had died and resurrected and he was now about to ascend. Nah. Um, and he's speaking to his disciples. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Um, and then these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Matthew 28 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've given all authority in heaven and on earth. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all, to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What, God, what Jesus was doing with his disciples is that He'd already identified them, right? Um, but he was instructing them. Final instructions. Go, right? And that's what he's done with us, right? Final instruction. Go. Um, but he's saying go with the understanding that, like, he's given us authority to lead people. He's saying, when he's saying make disciples, he's saying lead someone. Lead someone to me, right? So that means that we're all called to lead some way, somehow, a person, 10 people, 100, millions, maybe, you know, who knows? 
The Lord can do anything, guys. Um, but it's our job to impart to the people that we're leading, right? Are we, it's our job to share what the Lord has done, share what the Lord says, right? I mean, yes, there's the Bible, but like sometimes like living out what God has said is tough, guys. That's why we have connect groups. That's why we have um, people who hold us accountable. So it means that we're imparting to people. We are um, calling out their gifts. We're giving them room to lead, room to share, room to work out those gifts, right? And so I'm going to ask us to take a couple of moments. So we're going to, can we stand? So some of us here um, already know that we're leaders. Wonderful. Um, and we're, we're doing the imparting job and all of these things. Nah. Um, and that's wonderful. Really, I commend you. Some of us are not doing all of those things, right? We, we, don't even, we haven't even identified someone. So we're going to take a moment. I don't know what space you're in, right? Um, but we're going we're gonna to take a moment, and I'm going to have you guys pray for yourselves and, and ask the Lord, Lord, would you show me would you show me who to raise up, right? Who should I raise up and in what capacity? And for those who feel like they're not leaders, first I want to say, you are a leader. I want to show you of that. You are a leader. But I, I want to ask you to, to speak to the Lord, right? And ask him, in what area of my life am I leading? And who are you calling me to raise up? So Lord, we thank you that you first you have called us to you, Lord, before anything else, Father, um, that we are yours. Um, and thank you, Father, that you have called us to people, um, to draw people to you, Lord Jesus. And I, and I pray, Father, that in our different spaces, Lord God, that, Father, you would speak to us about who you're wanting us to walk with. That, Lord Jesus, you would help us identify those people and that you'd help us be faithful, Lord, in walking with them and imparting and instructing and having them lead, Lord. I pray, Father, that we would be faith people, people who show up, who are available, who are hungry, Lord, who are teachable. I pray, Father, that you would Make us humble, Lord. Humble enough to hear correction and, and be rectified, Lord. And, and I pray, Father, that as that happens, Lord Jesus, it would make us better at, at, at being your servants, Lord. I pray, Father God, for the next generation leaders, Lord, that, Lord Jesus, you would raise up people who have hearts to serve above anything else, Lord, that their hearts would be to serve you and serve people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit our website at www.hispeoplepmb.co.za. And for more of our messages, visit our YouTube and SoundCloud channels, as well as other podcast platforms. 
If you would like to contact us, please email us at hispeoplepmb at gmail.com or send a message to 061-452-0877. To join us for in-person services, visit us at 154 Burkett Road, Scottsville, Peter Maritzburg. We hope to see you soon. God bless you.